When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25. You'll get 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich, and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lines. And on this episode, we prepare you as best we can for the Colorado Rockies. On the road, it was where we, we had spooky music <laughs> to drop in. We, we put that in. Colorado Rockies off the face. At least it's the Chicago Cubs, so we'll break down that series for you. They've been bad. The last time the Rockies played them, they got the better of them, but that was at home where we know they're a totally different team. We'll also take a look around the league, take a look at what's going on out there, who's shaping up to maybe win the whole shebang who might be falling apart when it matters the most? These are the kinds of things that we love sports for. And while the Colorado Rockies may not be either one of those teams, uh, they are certainly going to have an impact, as we've discussed before, on how it all goes down. And hopefully we'll have ample time to talk a little bit about the life and times and, quite frankly, wonderful career of Miguel Cabrera. But, uh, Patrick... Rockies on the road. Colorado roadies. <laughs> there, there, there they go. There Again, go. on their own. <laughs> For a week and a half of games as well. Yeah, it's a Nine. Long yeah. Three in Chicago against the Cubs. Three in L.A. versus the Doyers. And three in Texas. So six of those games, very winnable. I mean, winnable. and they could steal one from the Dodgers too. That wouldn't. Shock me. I mean, I think if we're going boilerplate over those nine games, two wins, it, and that's so weird to say. I, when has anyone, whether it's a fan or a journalist, has, has had to see a team be so incredibly successful for a decent amount of time? Okay, yeah, we're only talking about a week. We're talking about six games. But it, it's been happening a lot where you, you, they go five and one at home and look incredible from top to bottom in so many different ways and, and fashions to then immediately turn around and go, and now they are going to get primarily <laughs> trounced. And that's like, I mean, that's what we've seen. So yeah, I mean, they win one from against the Cubs, they win one against the Rangers and that's it. 
and they have probably a four or five game losing streak in between. It's it's, it's yeah. boilerplate at this point, no? I mean, you're probably right. <laughs> I mean, yes. First of all, yes. <laughs> yeah. But second of all, the Cubs are pretty bad right now. I mean, the pitching is still, and, and we saw this last time, you know, with Hendricks on the mound, and we'll get into that in a second, evens things out quite a bit. Texas is pretty bad. So, but Road, road Rockies, we know also, very, very bad. Better as of late? To what extent does that matter? The starting pitching, I think, will continue to keep them in games. But you just can't count on this offense on the road to do anything until you see it. You just can't. So an over-under of, I guess if you're saying they get two wins, would you place that over-under at two and a half or one? Yeah. Two and a half. Two and a half. I think yeah. two and a half is fair, right? That's maybe the highest road over under we've placed all season. Way and to go, right? Three and six is bad. Like if they go, if you go three and six, you're like, ah, not mm-hmm. great. You know, I mean, four and five is you're almost five hundred. So maybe three and six isn't that bad. But I, I mean, think for what they've been doing, six on the road all year, they'd be in the wild card hunt. But yeah, <laughs> they've been making just like fractions of improvements on right. the road. And it's been better, but but it has not translated to any wins. And I think that's why you gotta go with it. But you know, they could they could take two in the Cubs series because you know, the first one, you know, you kind of alluded to with yeah. Hendricks here on, on Monday's game, Senzatella against Hendricks. Then it's Marquez against Justin Steele, uh 26-year-old rookie, and then Austin Gomer against Zach Davies, who's you know, knows the Rockies lineup pretty well from his, his days in San Diego and a little bit in Milwaukee. So that could be the the desire. That's going to be the rubber match, right? They they win today here on Monday. They lose on Tuesday. Or no, they, they lose on Monday. They win on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, we kind of see what happens. But yeah. Monday's game here is going to be all about Antonio Sensatella in the matchup because Cal Hendricks has been a lot better since the early part of the season. I, I learned this the hard way because I had him on my fantasy team and knew as soon as I were to cut him, he would immediately pick it up great. Yep. And he was dabbling uh, around the edges of greatness. He leads the NL with 14 wins. And you go, how, how is that even possible? How is with that possible? essentially a, a last place team, you know, Pittsburgh pirates. Thank oh, you for the law of numbers says that in baseball, you have to win some games anyway. So the only games they're winning are the ones when Kyle Hendricks is on the mound, right? That's- Pretty much. It's almost like when Steve Carlton won the Cy Young Award and the, the <laughs> Phillies just won like 50-some games. Yeah. But Cubs are going into the series losing three in a row. Uh, they're two, they've only won two of their last 10. Uh, at home, you know, 31 and 31. But again, how much of that is – has really been about, you know, the the previous regime and the the guys that were sure. doing it in the first part of the season. Right. And you thought, yeah, you know what, one last run for the Go Cubs Go. And, and you know, then, since then though, no Cubs no. Drew, who's no Cubs no? Who do you know by any chance? Do you want to take a guess as to who the best player since the trade deadline has been for the Chicago Cubs? Patrick Wisdom. No. Uh, 
There's a reason wait, I'm asking for it. You, wait, 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 question, wait. So it's got to be it, only one is guy. DNVR Rockies Hall of Famer? Frank Schwindel. Oh, that's right. Schwindel? <laughs> yes. He leads the team with 15 RBI since August 1st, tied with the lead uh, in homers with four, 8.6% walk uh, rate, 18.6 strikeout percentage. He's been worth just a bit less than uh, one war on fan graph. So he's in second in the lineup. Frank, 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 Frank. Frank. He's, he's the tank, man. He's, uh, he's interesting. You, you might yeah. have to pitch around him. You may be doing a lot of pitching around him. <laughs> you know watch out for in this series. Frank Schwindel, how about that? Yeah, Hendricks, you know, has uh, pretty good career numbers against Colorado's last yeah. five starts, 3.38 ERA, uh, three of those starts even coming in Colorado in, in 17 yeah. and 18 when Rockies were pretty darn good, if you yeah, didn't already yeah. know. So I think this game really will come down to Senzatella. Like Hendricks, I think, will go six innings, gives up two runs, and if Senzatella can keep it to – you know, one run over six, which is a lot to ask for. But, you know, I, I can see scenarios in which the Rockies take game one of this series tonight. But I, I tend to think that's probably not going to happen. But it, it's going to be all on Senzatella, I think. Yeah, we need an appearance from 2020 Senzatella if we're going to see that. Because, you know, this season he's been slightly above league average, but he hasn't really been great for <clears> – <throat> He's had one game where he really looked like, oh, there, there it is. There's the guy we thought you were kind of becoming in a best-case scenario type of role for Antonio Senzatella. You know, you can get those seven, eight-inning games out of him. And even his last time out, going seven innings at Coors Field and only giving up a couple. But like everyone else, he hasn't been as good on the road. Nobody on this team has been as good on the road, which is really funny. Um, there might be a reliever, but congratulations to that guy. Uh, <laughs> just whoever it is. Um, but he's yeah, quality. We, he's been he's been quality, he's and been against Kyle Hendricks, that just might not be exactly. I need him to be how he looked last year when in a small sample size we know, but he had a one fifty ERA plus during that time and and the type of pitcher he was during that pandemic season, if he pulls that out again, that gives the Rockies a great chance to win. Barring that, I think you're right. Cubs W in this situation. Cubs have lost four games in a row at home. That's another little streak they got going on. Actually, if they no, they lost today, so that's now at least five in a row. So, I mean, shoot there. Rockies are coming to Colorado, uh, coming to Chicago at the, the exact right times. I think to possibly, sneak one out uh, uh, for, for a series victory. I would, I would definitely like to see that. You know, Charlie Blackman's a guy that has had some favorable numbers uh, against Hendricks in the past, has had 20 uh, plate appearances against him as 5 for 16, you know, a 950 OPS. Again, that's in 20 plate appearances, so not a ton. Um, they haven't faced each other, believe it or not, since 2018. So you, you think of – Cubs and, and Rockies have, I wouldn't say have been synonymous with one another in the past couple of years, but with the, the 2018 wildcard game, and we know how well Cubs fans will pack out Coors Field. It's It's been a minute since Hendricks has had his eye 
on this lineup. And I think, you know, that's going to favor him because a lot more guys in the Cubs lineup have seen Sensatelli just pitched against them at home at Coors Field just a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, that, that could be one of those advantages that, that goes the, the Cubs way as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I buy all of that. So, but I do think it, it, because of, you know, we know what that Cubs lineup is or rather what it is not that if it, you never know, you go out there, you do the things in all these games, they can win. They, they could sweep the Cubs in Chicago, a road sweep. How about that for these Colorado Rockies? What I think you were building up to say they could sweep or they could get swept. They absolutely team. could. Oh, first of all. That's crazy. Of course, they absolutely could get yeah. swept. In any road series, these Rockies could be swept. But this might be, now that I think about it, and it's still very unlikely to more to, to happen. It's more likely they get swept than they sweep. But this might be their only chance. This may be Texas, again, because they, they've struggled. I'd have to look forward at the schedule again. But they're not. I mean, how funny would it be? How, how much would it add to the irony and the hilarity and the whateverity of this team? if they swept a road series in this year, in this economy. That would be, that would be pretty wild. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it would be the most unlikely event of the season. Wouldn't it? If they swept a road series, they do have, they close out in Arizona. They also have a three game set in Washington. I think the nationals have a lot more talent on that team than either the Cubs Rangers or D-backs, so that one probably doesn't happen. I mean, they could do it at the end of the season where they they get their second road victory, uh, a road series victory. But yeah, man, it's it's so hard to figure out what they're going to do. I mean, I think yeah. we I think we know, but it's just it's a paradox to mm-hmm. see them have so yeah. much success and to immediately then turn around and go, it's just not going to happen simply because they are going to be on, on a different side of the dugout in, in yeah. a different location. Same totally. players, same guys doing the same thing, same pregame routine for the most part, almost almost identical, same roster of guys. And yet that same team that they swept at Coors Field, they're now or they they won two out of three. They're now, you know, they might be lucky to get one from. Yeah. And, and the Rockies in 2021. <laughs> this is one of those road trips were against Hendricks and then obviously in the LA series, I'm holding my breath a little bit on that bet with AJ for the hassle cattle beef over the no hitter thing. Cause you, you just never know with this team, they could turn around and be that bad right after being this good at home. So. All right. If it makes hold, you feel any better, on to your butts. Yeah. If it makes you feel any better since the trade deadline, the Cubs have not won a game at Wrigley field. They've won. They've lost what? 10 in a row. <laughs> What? Yeah, that can't be right. That can't be yeah. possible. They lost three to the White Sox. They had a rainout against the Brewers, so they lost both games of a doubleheader, and then the Brewers beat them the next two days. And then they went up against, you know, Kansas City Royals aren't so great. They lost 6-2, 4-2, 9-1 to wrap up this weekend. Wow. So who the hell wants to win? This weekend in Chicago. We're going to find out. That's amazing. I'm beginning to think the Rockies will be winning on Wednesday now. They're going to win that rubber match. I like it. I like it. This is going to be. Hit the over on the 
If they win this road series, I give full permission to everyone out there to drink Breck Broom as much of it as responsibly as you possibly can because it's going to be a whole – if they sweep, slightly irresponsibly, slightly, slightly irresponsibly in your own home. It's like slip and fall on something or like make a phone call you shouldn't. Slightly irresponsibly. Drink your Breck Brews because it's going to be a whole lot of fun watching the Colorado Rockies play some baseball, hopefully on the road in these next couple of days. We're going to find out. Uh, at least we're going to start and see. Uh, so have your Breck Brews. Of course, you know, you get a bigger Breck Brew if you're a member of the family. You can subscribe at the DNVR.com. You'll get access to all that written content, access to the Discord channel, discounts on hats, shirts, whatever else we got hanging around in the merch store. You never know. You should go there. You should check it out. All kinds of stuff. <laughs> okay, that sounded a little like, a little more leading than it could have been. Hey, never know what kind of DNVR branded stuff you can find. We got the goods, man. We we dropped those hats, and I mean, we're Ooh. coming on. We're coming up to three brand new seasons. We got some. Well, we got more than that. Get don't forget the Rams and Buffs. I mean, shoot, we've got five new right. seasons, three different sports. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's about to pop off in a big way. Get in early at the DNVR.com and DNVR Locker as well. Yeah, get all that stuff done. Again, become a member of the family. Also a member of our family is, of course, our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. They do it right. They make it fun. They make sports betting really easy, really easy to understand and, and do and you know, play small dollar bets for those of you who are new to it or just learning how to do it. And you, you don't want to like, you know, bet your house on a sporting event. We all understand that. It's not like that. It, it's actually a lot easier than that. You throw a dollar down on someone to hit a home run. They do it. Boom. You won 10 bucks. You buy yourself a nice dinner, a nice lunch. It's a, it's a whole lot of fun having a lot of fun on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, Doing overs and unders on run scored, strikeouts, who's going to get a hit, who's going to get a home run, all that good stuff. Download that top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNBR. You'll receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 bet on any college football game. It's promo code DNBR to get your free $200 in bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And if you know someone that isn't a baseball fan or isn't a sports fan in general, I, I think DraftKings is actually making a lot of sports fans out of folks who do, might not understand a certain game and i think this is like a good sure. entryway like because you can sure. bet on just balls and strikes and you go oh i can just look at this guy it's like if you go to a racetrack and you're looking at a horse and you're like dude this horse just looks like a beast i'm feeling something good this is i can just look and see talent and then mm -hmm. you win the race and you know you're hooked for life because you you can just tell by looking you can feel something in the air and like you could you could bet on balls and strikes you can bet on all kinds of things for all of the sports and like that I don't know. It just creates a lot more buy-in into the event and it, it really takes it to another level and, and it creates, you know, more interest and, and, and yeah. investment in that sport as well. 
Uh, I was at the DMVR bar, and of course, I was sitting with D Line, our guy Eric. So you know, the DraftKings sportsbook app is coming out pretty <laughs> quick, and there was um, it was just like UFC or something on TV, and it was it was not guys that we had really followed at all, but we were doing the eye test bet. You know, uh, when a guy just walks out, and you go, "That dude is going to yes. kick that dude's ass!" Like, I'm sorry, I don't know anything about these guys. I just learned about them this moment. But that guy looks like he's an absolute badass. And then so I throw down two, three bucks on my guy. Eric throws down. And it's so much fun. And then you realize, oh, fighting skill and technique and ability actually has a lot more to do <laughs> with who wins a fight than how tough they look when they walk out. But that's kind of the beauty of DraftKings is because if you both agree, you, you can't bet the other person. Right. And if you don't have someone that you're with, you have no one to bet with. So right. DraftKings is like, look, just do it through us. We'll be your friend, and we'll we'll pay you out if you are right. If you got the we'll eyeball test. DraftKings, way to go. We'll be your friend. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. All right, Patrick. Rockies, as we talked about, on the road for a bit here. Cubs, Dodgers, Woo. Rangers. And then after that, a lot of games against some uh, competing teams. And speaking of the competing teams. Who's left? Who is competing? Let's jump into it. Let's take a little look around, starting in the neighborhood, of course, with the picture in the National League West, where, as it still stands, your San Francisco Giants. Sorry, I know some of you just threw up in your mouths a little bit. I apologize, but still. The San Francisco Giants do still lead the National League West. Uh, the Dodgers, a couple of games behind them. Padres now falling fast, double-digit games behind the Dodgers and actually out of the wild card as it stands right here today. So uh, lots going on out here in the NL West. Uh, it's still still up for grabs, though, as much as the Giants have – I don't know if they've gone wire to wire, but they've been in, in the lead for most of the season – Still possible the Dodgers take it over, but it looks like a pretty long shot at this point, Patrick, for the Padres, who were a popular pick to win the division coming into this year to get it done. San Francisco and L.A. only play one more time this year, which is kind of a bummer because yeah, especially with them being so close, where like going into uh, Monday's games, Dodgers are behind two and a half, and you go, wow, three-game series right there could totally – shift everything Dodgers could again gain some ground totally flip the standings there and go into first place so uh, we'll have to wait for that to happen in September but yeah Giants and Dodgers look to be a lock there and for the postseason but as you said the, the Padres are really slipping in a major way two and eight in their last 10 games falling they're not out of it yet as far as the wild card goes, but Cincinnati's been playing a lot better. They they actually uh, ended up losing back-to-back games against the Cubs last week, so that certainly didn't help them. But to think that the Padres are on the outside looking in, I mean, they added Adam Frazier and Daniel Hudson, Jake Marisnik. I think I got everybody there. And Reds just added some bullpen pieces. They added Michael Gibbons. That was it. Couple, couple pitches from uh, the Yankees, Justin Wilson and Luis Sessa. So that was it. They were almost on the quiet side. And Joey Votto just said, okay, guys, that's all right. 
you know, I'll throw you on my back. I'll, I'll start swinging at pitches and maybe a little bit more outside the zone. And he, he just hit a milestone with his 2000th hit. And you already mm -hmm. see some of the reporters in Cincinnati and, and national folks banging the drum saying, yep, he's already a Hall of Famer. Yep, they're getting ahead of that conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, I think C. Trent Rosecrans Rose was, was one of those guys. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, who the national guy was, but already kind of getting ahead and say, oh, look what he's done. Look at those numbers. And again, it's it's the same kind of conversation we had in Colorado uh, about Larry Walker, but maybe didn't have definitively until Manny started putting that out there and our, our local Sabre chapter did. And so respect to those Reds guys for doing that and, and banging the drum. But Joey Votto is doing a lot of the heavy lifting there for, for the Reds. And that would make for a, a, a very interesting story for them to get in and not San Diego. I still think I would be inclined to pick San Diego for the postseason next year, but it does raise a lot of questions about, you know, maybe is everything okay in that clubhouse? Do, did they shake it up too much? Right. You have, sure. you have almost Man. a whole new roster of players just from the beginning of last year. Cause they made all those deals with Cleveland and, Right. Uh, and in right. Seattle. And so they, they turned their roster over in such a major way. Maybe that was too much. Maybe, maybe Jace Tingler wasn't doing the job. He was a guy that I had as the NL manager of the year. And I, I, I wouldn't say he deserves that credit right now. So it, it's still interesting. I think Atlanta's is going to, you know, lock up the, the East. I don't, I don't think we'll see a wild card from anyone else. I think it really will come down to Cincinnati and San Diego. St. Louis is, four and a half games back of the Reds. Yeah. Um, you got to think they're going to have a couple more matchups. So maybe they were able to do some things. Philly looked like they had it worked out and then just didn't really happen. Forget yeah. about the Mets. And then you've got the Rockies. Oh, the Mets. We've, we've covered them all. The Mets are. The Mets, the Mets. How about hurting. Steve Cohen calling out his team on Twitter? Not necessary. Un oh. Unnecessary. Call them. Fly. Fly yeah. out to the West coast and tell them in the, in the clubhouse, you'll get yeah. more respect. Give me the exact same business. You'll like the, well, you're not gonna like the same fire. I think you'll let a better fire, a more yeah. sustainable fire for the environment. But what, <laughs> what he just did there was, uh, was a bit toxic, a bit flammable to say the least. Yeah. That was a, that was a big, bad misstep for uh, a guy who's, you know, brought a lot of positive energy and in, in being the new owner out there. That was a tough one. And, and it doesn't seem to have uh, had the intended impact. If you, you wanted to argue, I saw some people you know, trying to call it accountability. I was like, firing off a tweet is not accountability. Like you said, going in and speaking face to face to people and saying, you got to, we got to do better. You got to do better is accountability. Um, even fire a guy, go ahead. And I mean, they've already, I think made, I think Chili Davis, they, they let him go, uh, as their, their hitting coach earlier in the season. And right. so again, that you might not agree with that, but that's a better, almost tact to a degree than just publicly saying, Hey man, these guys really are just not, not doing it. I mean, I don't know yeah. who that's for, right? yeah. that, that's for the owner looking good to, you know, his, his fans and, and maybe to other the folks. Fans. He's appealing but, to the, yeah. But then the, minutes the, later you take a step back and go, wait, ooh. no, actually that, that wasn't good. You, you, you should not have done that. That, yeah. that you, you've just lost all the favor that you thought you were going to curry with it. Yeah. 
And and it ultimately has the exact same ring of, you know, some of the stuff that I, I feel like the Rockies have been softer about saying, but people have figured out their coded language of like, hey, our guy's got to play better or whatever. And like that has this notion, and I don't think incorrectly, of, of them not taking accountability themselves. And so there's like, well, Steve, you helped put this team together, Bella. So if you're going to call out, you know, and it's the same thing here when, Right, it would say, "Hey, our guy's got to play better." People won't want to say to him, or when Dick Monfort does it, you know, "Hey, about what your role was in putting them together." And so that was just, yeah, <clears throat> big unforced error from a lot of people's favorite sexy new owner. That was a bad one. Yeah, I don't think the Mets uh, are are going to rebound oh, there. No. It's, it's I'm happy for Atlanta, especially since they Same. lost Acuna, and they yeah. went after it too. They acquired yeah. four outfielders at the deadline four and so and you know they didn't really have to give up all that much but they recognize hey our windows right now let's go after it they got a good young you know rotation so uh excluding charlie morton of course but uh i think i think san francisco milwaukee atlanta dodgers with a month to play you know still anything can happen but uh, i'm inclined to think those teams are 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 good to go because the dodgers with the top Wild card seed, they're nine and a half up from Cincinnati, yeah. so they're not yeah. they're not going to lose that. So I think we've got a majority of the NL, and really it'll it'll be about the wild card. And you know, again, St. Louis isn't out of it only because how much do you trust Cincinnati? They're they're a comfortable third, and they're St. Louis, so you've always got to keep looking over at them. I mean, like, are they going to do some weird magic thing, catch hot at the right time, get all this good fortune that they do, and yeah, but I that's I really like that Cincinnati team. Uh, I, they've just got a lot of fun players. I just uh, particularly, I've always been a Nick Castellanos guy. Easy to be um, Jesse Winker. I was actually a big Eugenio Suarez guy, and he's had a dreadful season for them. <laughs> and again, a guy who changed positions and said, yeah. "Ah, I want the challenge of playing shortstop," and that's that's thrown him off offensively. In so many ways, and that's one of those fears, as we talked about, with a guy like Brendan Rodgers, who's finally getting his feet under him and ha- having some stability and moving around. And I, and honestly, I think we saw that with Ryan McMahon, you know, uh, a bit last season, where or, or two years ago, with with he didn't have a spot where he was supposed to be the second baseman. It was it was 2019, and with Murphy getting hurt, and he had to play first base, and almost hasn't entirely recovered from that, you know, two steps forward, maybe one back two steps forward when it could have just been all two steps forward. If, you know, he had been, been stuck in the position again, you can only surmise that you can only hypothesize, but uh, I think you're seeing the impact of that. And for a guy like Suarez, who's a veteran player, you, you, Hey, those should be the guys impervious to a position change. So if it's not them, then, you know, those young guys, it, it could, it's, could impact them as well. So, Choose yeah. the Reds, and gonna be, uh, uh, I just want it to be interesting. Yeah, and at least that's, that's going to be that's going to be the race we've got to zero in on, like you said, right? I mean, it will still be interesting to see who wins the NL West because the difference between yeah. playing a one game play in and not is is pretty enormous. And obviously, if the Dodgers can catch the Giants, they'd really prefer to because having to leave your entire season up to one game against either the Reds or the Padres is not where the Dodgers want to be. Uh, so that'll be absolute. And either way, I think we're going to get a really good 
wild card game in the National League. We're looking at Dodgers, Padres, Dodgers, Reds, Reds, Dodgers, Padres, Reds, Dodgers, Padres, Cardinals. Eh. But yeah, so this should be uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. All right, over in the junior circuit. That's right. I still use that terminology. Your and by your, I mean Patrick Lyons specifically, your Chicago White Sox with the incredibly comfortable lead in the Central would take pretty much a, an epic collapse for them. Double-digit games up on the Cleveland Future Guardians, who are under 500. So the White Sox are the only team at 72 and 53 that are over 500 in the American League Central. The Tampa Bay Rays, of course. The Star War, the Star Wars, no, stalwarts of the American League East, apparently, because the Yankees, <laughs> with all their talent, for whatever reason, over the last 10, 12 years, just haven't been dominant. It's weird. It's like they feel like they should be, and at times they get close to being, but there they are in second place again, four and a half games back behind the Rays and even a couple of games out of the wild card, because as we go out West, we've got the Astros and the Athletics really neck and neck out there. The Athletics, three games, three and a half games behind the Astros, but in a comfortable wild card spot there. So not a whole lot of drama left to unfold other than, I guess, can the Yankees get hot? That's not dramatic. Yeah, they're they're hot right now. You know, they've they've won yeah. nine in a row, and, and since the trade deadline, they got the two uh, Italian stallions and Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo. What a pair of players to add, dude! Just, <laughs> Look at yeah. your beats. Very exciting. And Boston, you know, didn't want to part with certain prospects, and so they lost out on reacquiring Anthony Rizzo, a guy they had originally drafted, and so they they've they've slipped. A bunch wow. as the Yankees have gone up, and you know Boston did get back Chris Sale, so you know there is some hope that you know maybe they can kind of stabilize a bit. They are they are still in the wild card hunt, tied actually with Oakland for the final right. spot. It'll be interesting to see what those two teams do. Seattle's only three games back of the final wild card, and Toronto, <laughs> a team that did a lot more adding, and you know, and then some of the pieces they added will be back for next year, like. Jose Barrios, so uh, it's it's not all on the line right here, and we know how young their squad is. So that will, yeah. I think that's going to be a much more interesting race, partially because of of who it is. You know, Seattle's younger, Toronto's much younger. Whereas you know, when we think about St. Louis being four and a half games back, it's like yeah, they could do it. Uh, do do we care? Like, I mean, okay, right. cool. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. Molina back in the postseason, sure. But it's yeah. exciting to think about. Toronto doing it and a club yeah. like Boston, you know, after the year they had last year with, you know, getting the fourth overall pick and being just so abominable that, okay, hey, it's nice to see them back at the top to a degree, at least, uh, especially if they're, they're getting in ahead against the Yankees and Oakland anytime that they're, they're able to get to the postseason. I think this would be like their seventh time in the last 10 years. So it, yeah, a few, few more intriguing races. And as you said, Yankees, Rays in the East, Houston, Oakland in the West. Still a lot to play for. And then, and then maybe, yeah, I, I'd love to see Toronto go on a run and grab that wild card spot, but going to be tough with 
uh, as you mentioned, Oakland right in there. They, they remain very, very solid. Boston, there's, there's the, sometimes there's the math of your record and sometimes there's how many teams are in front of you. That's when someone was saying to me like, dude, I can't believe the Rockies are only 11 games out of a wild card spot. That feels like ground they can make up. And it's like, yeah, but everyone else is also playing games. So the problem isn't the 11 games. It's, it's the number of teams in front of them is the reason why they're just not going to the postseason. It's yeah. Every time, every time a team wins a game, they improve in the standings by half of a game. Right. Because again, you think about playing the Dodgers and if you're looking at where they're at in the standings, a, a win for the Rockies is a loss for the Dodgers. That's one game, right? Quite literally, that's one game. So if the Rockies aren't playing the Dodgers, vice versa, Rockies win a game, that's worth only half of a game. Right. So you'd almost have to, you'd have to win out. Like you're talking about 22 yeah. straight wins. And well, we did see that. We, we have seen that. Oh, we saw it in Oakland as well, too, in the early 2000s. Yeah. But you win 22 games. You're like, okay, that makes up for the 11. But what are the Dodgers doing? Or whatever. Yeah. If the other team is winning 22 as well. Well, now you lost that half game. Yeah, right. So, yeah, but that, that I, I think the number that numbers game is going to catch up with my Toronto Blue Jays, and so that's <laughs> good. like you said, plenty of fun future there. Their run differential is fourth best in the AL, <sighs> and yet standings yeah, wise, bullpen issues. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, you know, stuff happens, but I'll tell you where. They're really ready for when stuff happens. And that's over at Ball Corporation. You know we love our new friends at Ball. They do fantastic work in all manner of fields. I got aluminum cans. I got jars. I got these big glass. I, I guess those would also technically be jars. I think of like. <laughs> they almost like vases. They're, they're yeah. vases. I, I brew my Strava Craft Coffee cold brew. And what's ultimately a, a gigantic mason jar, but it's great. Put the little lid on it, yeah. put it in the fridge for about 24 hours. Delicious. Yes. yes. Sustainable materials, good quality materials. You love that. You know that makes them a great environmental partner for the Colorado community, really for the global community, as we all share the same air, the same sky. They do a fantastic job of taking care of it. Uh, they're really going all in on the aluminum thing lately, Ball is. 75% of all aluminum, by the way, that's ever been produced on the face of the earth is still in use. That's why they're trying to make sure that it is the material of the future. So you got to support Ball in pretty much every way that you can. And you probably are on your own just by like buying Breck Broom, and get aluminum cans, probably made there, all that kind of stuff. But best news right now is they're actually hiring out at their plant in Golden, and it's one of the best jobs you can possibly find anywhere. You get to work on sustainable materials. You get to work with incredible people. You get to work in an environment where they treat everybody well and have equal opportunities for being hired and advancement, job growth, all those fantastic things, and just a beautiful location to work in. So check them out. You can go to hashtag work at ball online, apply for a position at their aluminum can plant by texting golden to 77222 
or go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. That's jobs.ball.com and search for Golden or simply text Golden to 77222. Do they, and they, they do part-time oh, hires? You know, just, so, just in case. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, they take care of me pretty well at DNVR, but I mean, it, if you want to be a part of something much bigger, I, I'm kind of interested. I, I mean, maybe I should just see what, what kind of opportunities are available online. I'll, I'll just start yeah, there. Maybe, maybe, maybe give a look. Jobs.ball.com. Got it. Okay. Don't, don't tell Brandon. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and also, when you're celebrating, especially after Colorado Rockies home win, head on over to Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's is fantastic. You know all about them. I'm not telling you, especially if you're a Colorado native, anything that you don't know. Just reminding you, remember Illegal Pete's? Remember that burrito you like? Remember that potato bowl that you like? Maybe that mm. house margaritas. Remember that? Remember that you can get a free draft beer or house marg with purchase of an adult entree just for showing them a ticket to something you've been to. Maybe the comedy show with our guy. Well, we've got a couple of different comedy shows that we've been plugging lately. We got Bert Kreischer and Bert and Kurt. So I don't want to make Kurt Brownholler and Bert Kreischer. And don't try to spell either of those. This is where Google comes in handy. Bert and Kurt, you got right. Also not spelled the same. We got an ERT and a URT. And then, yeah, Kreischer, Braunohler. Those are some tough Eastern European last names. Right. But if you got tickets to those shows, maybe some tickets to some Rockies games, though I know they're out of town this week. Maybe show them your ticket to the game last week. They might still hook you up with the deal because Illegal Pizza is awesome. They treat everybody great. They've got fantastic food. You know them. You love them. I'm just reminding you that you're in the mood for some illegal pizza. I'm in the mood for love. And why would I be in the mood? So, Patrick, you, you mentioned it earlier, and I brought up his baseball reference page, and I think Joey Votto has an incredibly strong case for the Hall of Fame. But it is a case that you've got to make. And with Miguel Cabrera, who hit his 500th home run on Sunday. You don't have to make a case. You don't have to think about it in the least bit. Yeah. 500 homers, and don't forget the 300 career batting average Man. so far, which I, I, I think will happen. It's, believe it or not, it's actually one of the things that Mickey Mantle was sad about. I think he finished at 298 because he mm-hmm. hung on so long at the end of his career that it ended up knocking down his career average. So uh, that'll be something to watch for. But yeah, Cabrera's at 311. He does have two more years left with the Tigers uh, before a couple options. But, yeah, uh, 300 average, 500 homers, Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, Jimmy Fox, Frank Thomas, Mel Ott, Manny Ramirez, Ted Williams, Willie Mays, and now Miguel Cabrera, the 28th player to reach 500 Dingaroonies. It's it's incredible. He's also probably gonna get to three thousand hits. Is that yes. two thousand nine hundred fifty-four? I don't know if that's counting the homer. So fifty-five, maybe. But yeah, he he's on the cusp there. So for you know players that that have three thousand hits and five hundred home runs. And, I mean, the guy's just one of the best of all time. Got two MVPs on the mantle. 
a career OPS plus of 145. Back-to-back MVPs, mind you. Yeah, right. And one of those was because he won the Triple Crown. Right. Something that, what, hadn't been done since Carl Yastrzemski? No. I used to know that one pretty well. But it had been a very long time, and it was something I I never thought I'd, I'd really see again in my lifetime. I think it may have even been Ted Williams was the last one in the American League to ever ever do that. He's got 1,200 RBI seasons, which Charles only Pujols, who had 14. A-Rod, Jimmy Fox, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth at 13. It's, yeah, Absolutely. no-brainer. I it, He was never much of a defender, which whatever, when you hit like that. But it's, it, yeah. it is interesting that his career war isn't quite as high as I thought it might be at 68.9, so a 4.4 per season, which is very, very good, comfortably puts you – you know, in the Hall of Fame, but we're talking about Todd Helton being uh, like a 61, 62 war guy. Uh, I would have thought because Miggy was such a, or is such a phenomenal hitter that he, he he would have been in the 75 to 80 range actually, but not much defensive utility, which again, cares. <laughs> like it, it, it can be a plus when guys do bring it. I think we should talk about it when it comes to, Hall of Fame for guys like Walker and Helton, but when you're this good a hitter, you're just on the top 20 hitters ever? Ever? According to Jaws, he's the 11th best best first baseman. By the way, Votto is 13th on this list. But, yeah, yeah, he's just raked. And, again, doing it from the right-hand side, which we know to be a little bit more rare than than a lot of those left-handed you know, sweet swings that we envision in our head of the of the all time greats. So, yeah, e- easy first ballot. I mean, does he get a hundred percent? No, probably not. Ball. There's going to be some people out there, right? Yeah. But again, a fun player. Like again, if you think yeah. about that, that jovial nature yeah. that he's had over the course of his career. You know, you may have forgotten that he won a World Series with the Marlins. As a teenager, right? As a, as uh, you know, like a child, yeah, 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 was was absolutely fantastic in the 2003 World Series where he won a ring. There did get back to the World Series in, in 2012 with the the Tigers. Other than that, just a couple of playoff appearances here and there. But just just what an amazing career he's he's had. It's and it's still going. You know, he's if he still has a decent amount left, and he's. You know, he's become more of a DH, obviously, in, in the last couple of years. Um, and I think you understand you understand why, but he's he's getting back out there a little bit. And, you know, again, if the Rockies are talking about adding hey. some offense, and again, hey. if DH comes to the NL, you might be able to swing something, give oh, Detroit a little, not? you know, financial flexibility. They, they've got still a young team, but they've got a – a uh, really good young starting rotation that again, that window will, will close at a certain point and you'll have Tarek Skubal and your, your Casey Mize, a lot of those guys, free agents in, in about five years or so. So they might say, Hey, you know what? Take this, take some of this money off the books and then we can go out and, and get a much younger first base DH or just a younger player in general, spend that money. Maybe if Nick Castellanos opts out, they could bring him back to Detroit. There's, 
there's a lot of different interesting options that that could happen for Miguel Cabrera. But yeah, he's not hanging him up yet. I mean, Pujols didn't. So there's there's no reason to think that Miguel Cabrera isn't going to want to just play forever and ever. I mean, he's still having a decent year with his 93 OPS plus right now. So, you know, he can still swing it a little bit. How about this one, Patrick? We mentioned his back-to-back MVPs. He was also a runner-up a couple of years before that in 22. He came in fifth one year, fourth another year. I'm sorry, fifth three other times. But in 14 different seasons, he received at least one vote for the one of these is, is like you mentioned as a rookie came in 27th <laughs> and then the next year 22nd but then fifth fifth 15th 13th fourth second fifth first first ninth 11th ninth yeah that's impressive if go down to similarity scores which is another one of those interesting features that baseball reference has where you can compare players at a certain age or just an overall career. And outside of Justin Upton at age 21, which you forget how much of a beast Upton was early on, every player he's been compared to has been a Hall of Famer. Hank Aaron is on there. Ken Griffey Jr., Frank Robinson, Albert Pujols, age 36, who's comparable to Manny Ramirez. Okay, he's not in it, and it might be a while, but we know what he did on the field as far as it being Hall of Fame worthy and then yeah. even age 37 and 38 these last two years Rafael Palmero look at the numbers hall of fame numbers whether or not he should be in is a different conversation but right. numbers wise no doubt with with 300 or 3000 hits 500 home runs it's a very rare group that Miguel Cabrera will soon find himself in i don't know if he'll do it this year but cuz he's still 50 some away right 46 yeah. he's 46 Actually, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's closer to 44, 45. But uh, I might have to wait till next year. But he'll get that opportunity. He'll get there. And I hadn't realized that it was – I hadn't thought about it in the context of when was the last guy who hit 500 home runs. Yeah. David Ortiz, 2015. Wow. Okay, and yeah. we might not see it for another long while. Trout. I mean, it's good. Yeah. He's got, he's got a way to go. I mean, Nelson Cruz yeah. is the next most. Okay. Uh, and again, he's, he's but 40. So I mean, he's running out of time. Yeah. He's definitely running out of time. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton has 332. Cano is 334, but I, but he's I, don't, I don't think no. so. I wouldn't worry about him. But Stanton I mean, Cruz, Cruz needs 57 more. That's not crazy <laughs> to think about. Especially considering the gear he's have, the fact that he seems yes. ageless, but um, yeah. I'd only, would you be, how about this? Would you take Nelson Cruz getting to 500, meaning 56 more at the age of 41, Oof. or Giancarlo Stanton at age 31, 10 years younger, but, but needs, needs 168? Who would you rather have in that face off? Stand oh, at 31, he's 168, or question. Nelson Cruz, who needs 57, and he's 41. He's 10 years older. Let I me, know who I would take. Who would you take? My Okay, let me tell you what my gut is while I'm bringing up Nelson Cruz. Well, you're Cruz's a stand guy. You like Stan. I, um, my gut says Stan. My my gut tells me, given you more have to time. Think, right? You would have to think. You would. But how many does Nelson Cruz have this year? 
19 with Minnesota, and then he got traded to Tampa Bay, and he's hit seven more. So he's got a hit. So he, he's he's over the 25 that he would need over the next. Damn it. Well, put it like that. When you put it like that and you go 57, all right, how many guys after the age of 41, so basically your age 42, 43 season, have ever hit 50-plus homers? That's kind of hard because I was really leaning towards Nelson Cruz. I think I would still take Nelson Cruz. Now, neither guy might do it, but I would take Nelson Cruz because I've got the buffer, and when it's all said and done and let's say, you know, whatever it is, eight years, if Stanton hangs it up maybe on the earlier side, I'll I'll take that padding and go, hey, my guy hit 485. Stanton only hit 475. That for that reason, I, I would actually <laughs> lean towards Nelson Cruz, right? Yeah, I'm 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 gonna go with the endless potentiality of the future. I'm going okay. I, I I bank in this moment on the the not knowing of the possibilities of if Stanton can have a healthy six, seven years, he can hit 150 home run, whatever it is he needs to to do, right? Like, and if I no, threw, he hasn't been healthy, but no. <laughs> and if I threw in Fernando Tatis Jr., would that change I, anything? 23 or 24, whatever he is. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that doesn't. It doesn't because he's also very injury prone at, at age right. two. So I, I, I would prefer Stanton over. One. Because Juan Soto has gotten off to such an early start, right? Because he's already got – he might be already at 100 or close to, and he's 21, 22 years old. Right? I didn't say Soto just because I think he has better odds. But that being said, he's still light years shot, away. And he would still almost take Stan right. over Soto for that reason. Again, yeah. not to literally say he's going to have more. Soto has 89. He's, he just turned 22. But this idea that okay, when when all of all their all three of their careers are over, who has more home runs? I like the guy in the lead, not just because he has the lead. I I, I think there's a chance he could actually do it. He could defy time and maybe get those last fifty-seven more so than Stanton, who's injury prone, and more so than a young guy who's been very healthy in Soto, but just has a whole mess of a career ahead of him that you just he's not yeah he's not even a fifth of the way there so it would be hard to kind of yeah look that far into the future right yeah that that's the thing is you got to go and you just reminded me i was thinking basically what you're looking for are guys who are 29 to 31 years old who were in that range and then i thought of one other one that would be joshua fuentes's cousin Mm -hmm. double check 260 at age 30. Too far. Too far away. I don't, I don't think 35. so. 35 home runs a year. If he can play another, now he'll probably slow down. But That's that's the key. And the cruise isn't slowing down, really. I mean, he could slow down tomorrow. Right. You know what I'm saying? That knee blows cool. down. Forget <laughs> it. I mean, even You're Mike Trout. Think about Mike Trout. Because you that was the first name off your lips. And I and I and I went over, I went, took the right hand turn and started talking about Stan. <laughs> But Trout's got 310. Let's throw out his injuries this year. And if he wasn't hurt, he would be closer to Stan's, you know, 330 plus. But again, 29, and you go, man, 170 some home runs is still a lot of freaking home runs. A lot of homers, man. Trout should age well and should sure. be fine. But I, I think just 
in the time that we're in, the time frame that we're looking at with him being hurt, you go, yeah, but I'll, I'll take the horse that's out on the lead, early lead. I'm going to take Nelson Cruz in this one. Nelson Cruz. I'm a, I got Stanton, especially because he's going to stay in that joke of a ballpark. From <laughs> All right. Well, this has been fun. Like we said, we're going to be watching – Seeing if the Rockies can uh, do stuff on the road that's not terrible. That's a way to frame it, right? Set your expectations low when the Rockies are on the road and then see what happens. So as we talked about. That almost should be a mantra. I haven't cut you <laughs> off, but that should be a mantra for the Rockies. Since they play at altitude, right? Right. They, they, they right. like talking about attitude at altitude. Set, setting expectations low, you know. Because it's sea level, so you may have to have an ellipses in there. Right. It could be something to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but some winnable games potentially here against the Cubs. And then after a set with the Dodgers, maybe against the Rangers. So we'll be watching all of that. We know you will all be watching that as well. Stick with us here on the DNVR.com. Make sure you're subscribed for all the written content, for access to the Discord channel, for all the discounts you get, the hats and the shirts and the, the free shirt that you get for doing the annual, the bigger beer that you get down at the DNVR bar, all the stuff that comes with being a member of the family. You don't want to miss out on it. Oh, also, I think I've forgotten to say it the last couple of times, so don't forget if you're still planning your fantasy football draft night, you're looking for a fun place to do it, come on down to the DNVR bar. Email gm at the DNVR bar or at the DNVR.com. <laughs> Not the bar part. gm at the DNVR.com. They'll get you all set up with your fantasy draft situation. Thank you all for hanging out with us. Make sure you're following everyone on social media, at Patrick B. Lyons, at Drew Creaseman, at DMVR underscore Rockies, that you're remaining absolutely the best baseball fans in the world out there. We promise to remain absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.